0: And Everybody gets it back again Don't take no mess At the Rose Garden Raise us their own fire They're what we desire The men in black Can't handle it Other teams Can't it How they win that game today There's
1: just one thing Welcome back to the Rose Garden Report podcast. I am Sean Hyken, the author of the Rose Garden Report newsletter, which you can subscribe to at rosegardenreport.com. I would encourage you to go do so. I would encourage you to sign up for a paid subscription because that, A, that helps sustain it and helps, you know, make the coverage the best that it can be. But I also have been putting up some kind of exclusive content on there for paid subscribers. I had a feature that came out last week about, Ibu Baji, if some of you are curious about him, one of the Blazers two-way guys, he has a really interesting kind of career path from Senegal and from the NBA Academy Africa program to get to Portland. And, you know, I talked to Mike Schmitz, the Blazers' uh, assistant general manager, who used to be a draft analyst for ESPN, about him and about scouting him and about discovering him. So if you're a paid subscriber and that sounds like something you want to read, or if you're not a paid subscriber and that's something you're interested in, I would highly suggest getting on board Uh, and you know just 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 generally speaking I already have some kind of plans and outlines for what I want to do this off season so even when the season is over I feel like I'm going to be giving you guys Blazers content that you're not getting from any of the other local outlets so I would encourage all of you to go sign up for a paid subscription there and then as far as the podcast goes you know we're part of the Odyssey family my guy Mario is producing you can get us on the Odyssey app as well as Apple Spotify anywhere else Remember, we're also on YouTube. Make sure you go subscribe on YouTube, even if you're not going to watch on YouTube. That really helps me if you do that, so go, go get it on YouTube. And as far as today's, if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, we've got Eric on again. It's, it's another good, you know, discussion between the two of us. You guys kind of know what that is by now, but just a little bit of a note, Eric was having a little bit of technical difficulties with his computer and his camera, so he is, we don't have video of Eric, but the podcast is going to be the same. The discussion is great. So just minus the video of it. Like if, if you're, if you're really, really just like set on like, I need to see video of Eric talking, then you maybe don't want to watch this one on YouTube, but otherwise it's going to be the exact same. So just kind of bear with us on that. Hopefully the next time he's on, you know, that, that stuff is going to be resolved. But uh, other than that, that's, you know, this is a good episode. We talk about kind of where the Blazers are at in the season, their upcoming schedule, what we're watching for the rest of the year, even though it doesn't seem likely that they're going to make the playoffs, you know, kind of what else is, is there, you know, Dame's chances of making all NBA Dame's chances of getting the scoring title. Some of the younger guys that people want to see play. We, we get into a lot of that kind of stuff. So uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So let's get to that. So Eric, I think you and I actually were together, uh, over the weekend, when the Blazers, at least in my view, season officially—I don't want to say officially ended—because they're still, as of as of we're recording this, a few hours before the Celtics game, they're still only two and a half games out of the tenth seed. But th- coming on the heels of losing to uh, Philadelphia, that kind of last-minute heartbreaker, they rest damien lillard or not rest but he had the had the calf issue and they just get completely blown out by new orleans and you and i were uh at a at a local establishment watching it and we the whole time we were just looking at each other like yeah this is probably it
0: oh totally i mean it 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 yeah it, it just felt like you see Dame is the, you know, gets the late scratch, goes from probable to out, which doesn't happen very often. Like that, that is a rarity in, in in the game where someone goes from probable to out and then they play the game and you think, okay, well, you know, they have Simon's back. He scored 30 points against the Sixers. They're going to, they're going to, you know, they might have a chance even without Dame and they got demolished by a Pelicans team that got demolished by the Lakers a couple of nights later. I mean, it is
1: still doesn't have Zion by the way.
0: Right. I mean, they're not good. Like they, they, they kind of, you know, steal the thunder a little bit from the blazers as like who had the bigger collapse uh, (laughs) because Portland was 10 and four. And then a month later, you know, the Pelicans were in first, second place. Like you've got there, you know, you're talking about like, getting. you know, I've seen local media out there talking about like, well, you know, they got to get a three seed if they really want a chance to, to win the championship and all this stuff. And now they might not even make the playoffs. I mean, uh, and, they, and, and they are the team that destroyed the Blazers. Like, so I, it was like it, it, two times in a week too, by the way, like, like the home game, back in portland where it was a little closer but the way that the pelicans kind of handled that was like oh yeah they're a little bit more serious about making the playoffs and blazers are
1: both of these teams are outside of the play-in right now by the way <laughs> just to Dude. update you guys we're the, the the west is still not good like we're the top eight teams i mean as, as it stands right now the top eight teams, Dallas and uh, Minnesota, are tied at 7-8 and eight right now, and they're at 500. Those two are. We're going to have, at minimum, you know, we're probably going to have two play-in teams that are below 500, and then the Blazers and the Pelicans are several games below 500, and it's only, like, only going to get worse from there. I, the, the Blazers, and honestly, Dame kind of, you know, Dame is never going to throw in the towel, and the fact that Dame actually played – in the game on Tuesday against the Knicks after they came back from the road trip. Like, that could have gone one of two ways. After the, he was the late scratch in the New Orleans game, it might have been, okay, this is it. They're just shutting it down. But then when Dame played, then, you know, then you thought, okay, they're still going for it. And as far as I know, they are still going for it. We're, you know, we're recording this on, on Friday morning. They play the Celtics tonight. They play the Clippers on Sunday. I would expect Dame to play in both of those games. But he said after the game on Tuesday where they lost to the Knicks, they were up by 16 and ended up losing by 16. Uh, he said, like, the next four or five games are going to decide it. So I think in the next week or so, we're going to find out. And I, I it's going to go one of two ways. And I think we kind of just sit from where we sit. I think we kind of know which way it's going to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we have been saying this since like mid December. We're like, oh, this next this next week or so <laughs> is really going to determine where this team is.
1: I think I've written probably like three or four different columns saying that over the course of the season. I think the last one was before the. Uh, it was like it was like it was like right after the All Star break. I was like, yeah, this is this next couple weeks is going to decide it, and <laughs> here we are. Technically, yeah. they're still they're still technically in it, just because the rest of the lower end of the West play in race can't get it together. They're still only two and a half games out of tenth, like and they're still well, yeah. only they're still only what are they? They're four and a half games out of six. That's probably too much to make up, but they're three and a half games out of seventh. Like they, it's technically, if they go on a run, it's technically still possible. But like at this point, the team kind of just is what it is, and there's no reason to really believe that that's going to happen. It's not like they have an easy schedule coming up either. Like they've got the Celtics tonight. That's a title contender. They got the Clippers on Sunday. That's a playoff team. They've got Utah, which, you know, that's, that's a team. That's I mean, like that, a I, in the same. They,
0: right. But if they're going to make, if they're going to, as Dave says, like, try like, that's a kind of important game. Cause yeah. Utah, Utah right now, like is right there. They're a half game out of the play in at the moment uh and the lakers even though i said that they destroyed the pelicans they went and lost to the rockets the next night oh so uh yeah like like it looked like the lakers were kind of like getting it together and then you know all of a sudden they lose to the houston which like you can't lose to houston man like like even without
1: anthony davis you can't lose to that. that's literally the worst team in the league
0: yeah, and I know that Houston probably riding a little bit of a high because they beat the Celtics, but like that also too as a Celtics person who's who's been on the Celtics bandwagon in the past. Uh, That's for your my, squad. I know that was bad, bro. I'm like yeah. I'm like starting to like move off of them being my squad in the East.
1: That's just because the- like, like
0: I like I'm. You can't lose to Houston. That's bad. That's a red flag to me. Like, like like that. It was the one thing that the Blazers haven't done this year is lose to Houston.
1: They haven't lost. So that's the one thing the Blazers have going for They don't really have a lot going for them this year outside of just Dame being as good as he's been. But, uh, they are, I believe, either 10-0 and or 11-0 and in their games against the four teams that have been tanking the whole season, and that being Charlotte, Houston, San Antonio, uh, Detroit. They have one more game against the Spurs at the beginning of April. That's the only game that I am looking at on the schedule and saying, that's a win. Every one of these other ones, like, let's go through—they have, like, what, 13, 12 games, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, look, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Let's
1: go through it. So, Boston, that's probably a loss tonight. That's, you know, the Celtics are title contender. Clippers, who, as far as I know, are going to have all their guys playing. That's not going to be an easy one. Utah, like we said, right there with them in the play-in thing, and they've, they're still decent. They're still, you know, hanging in there. The Bulls— You know, not a good team. You know, I'm going to have Cody probably on next week to talk about the Bulls and them being kind of in the spot that they're in, but that's not a pushover team. That's a team that's beaten the Blazers already this year. Oklahoma City, right with them in the play-in mix, has lost and, you know, has beaten them all three times they played. New Orleans has just beaten them twice in the last two weeks. Two games against Sacramento, who's this two-seed in the West right now. Minnesota, that's a, you know, they've, they've been, been playing.
0: playing. Yeah, they're playing well right now. They've I think Mike Conley has has added a yeah. lot to them. They've uh, been playing
1: better lately. Uh, mm-hmm. Memphis, like, Jaw will be back by then, which is a whole other thing. But, you know, Memphis is good. Uh, San Antonio is the one easy win, I think. Clippers, again, who are good. And then the Warriors who have, you know. That game is in Portland, so maybe that, that one will be a win on the last day of the season because Golden State can't win a road game this season for some reason. But... We're looking like just looking at it on paper. We're probably looking at like two and eleven or three and ten the rest of the way. Like just you know, it, be, you're just just looking at it realistically, like the opponents and the matchups and the schedule.
0: Totally, totally. And and uh, I haven't looked at the you know the other team schedules. Like I don't know if Oklahoma City has been sitting Shay on the second of back to backs. So if you know maybe that plays a factor in in that matchup. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. You look at the schedule is it's not, it's not looking good for, for the Blazers to get a lot of wins. I mean, and, but conversely, if you're trying to boost the team's lottery odds, they've got a, a, a good chance. I mean, I mean, they're four games back right now. I think Orlando is really like, they're playing their guys still. And I think they will keep trying to play their guys because they also get the Bulls lottery pick this year if the bulls miss the playoffs so it they, they don't have like they don't have like a ton of incentive to just to sit their guys in tanks. so there is a pot world where portland could make up those four games that they're you know behind orlando in the tank standings and that fifth spot i mean you get 10%, 10 10.5% chance at the number one pick if you fall into that fifth spot which the Blazers, to your point that you've been mentioning online for the last week, they don't have to purposely, they don't have to sit Dame, they don't have to do any of this stuff to
1: lose these games. Yeah, they can get to where they need to get to, and this is the this is the thing I keep like. I don't think they're. I mean, may, maybe they do the last week of the season, like they have that four game road trip before the final game of the season at home against uh, against Golden State maybe at that point they start shutting it down mm-hmm. but they're not going to sit Dame for a whole month be- when he's healthy because he's not going to go for that even if he knows they're not going to make, make the playoffs the, yeah, like yeah. like they they like there's 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 an element to this also and i i you know you don't want to be you know reckless about it you don't want to like risk guys getting injured if they're at risk of injuries but like you also need to keep playing to like stay sharp. A stay sharp, and B like you know they you're how many fans that went to games last year, the second half of last year, enjoyed themselves. Like I know, I know, I know the Blazers. You know the the, the players they have on the end of the bench this year are a little bit more of actual NBA players than like those squads that were starting like elijah hughes and uh kelvin blevins and dd luzada and, and cj Ellaby. cj Ellaby, yeah like i know they have a little bit you know they have they they have actual nba players on the end of the bench at, now but if you're somebody if you're just like a fan who isn't like caught up in all the lottery stuff and you know and, and all and all the you know all, all that stuff you're go, you know, you have tickets to go see them play the Pelicans at the end of the month, or the Kings, or the Thunder, or you know, one of these games. You'd rather watch Dame than not watch Dame, even if the team isn't going to make the playoffs.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's an entertainment. It's it's an entertainment product, and the game is more entertaining when Dame plays. So it, yeah, it, I think it's 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 good. And also, you know, hey, Dame has a real chance. At the scoring title, he has a real chance at making first team All NBA because look, let's look at the other guys that a lot of people are saying for first team All NBA. You got Luka, SGA, uh, Donovan Mitchell. I think Ja is probably no longer in that conversation, but yeah. like,
1: Steph but, isn't just because he got hurt. He missed yeah.
0: So, so it's like, it's like, so, but like, the, the, main, the four main guys I would say are like, SGA Dame Donovan Mitchell and Luca. Yeah. The only one that you can make the team, like the real, like the record argument for really is Donovan Mitchell. The other three guys are currently on teams that are either at 500 or below 500. And so I think there's a real chance there. If game has more games, has the points has, you know, his on court plus minus all that stuff. Like, I I think there's a lot of great numerical indicators and statistical indicators for him. And I think that that is also playing a factor in him not sitting out the rest of this season because he has a real chance to make all NBA. And a lot of the other guys, you know, aren't on like a a lot of the best guards aren't on amazing teams. I would say, Um, I I think Devin Booker, probably another guy though, that should also be in that uh, all NBA guard conversation.
1: Yeah, I think he's missed too much time to be considered for first team. And that's the thing about Dame that that he has kind of over some of these other guys. He missed a couple of little stints at the beginning of the season with the calf thing. But he's played in more games than most of these guys. And even like Luca, who everybody's talking about as a lock for, you know, first team All-NBA, his team has not been, you know, amazing. And he's also missed some time with, with different stuff. So, I mean, part of it is just that it's not a great class of guards. I mean, it would be a little bit of a different conversation if... Steph hadn't missed time because Steph would obviously be a lock, and then Jaw I think would be in the mix. I think this recent stuff probably takes him out of the running for All NBA entirely. I don't think he's going to get the votes just because of you know I don't think he's, people are going to want to reward him for you mm. know recent things with an All NBA selection like that. That's that's a whole other thing. I think Jalen Brown is going to get some votes as a I don't know if you're going to put him as a guard or a forward, but that's Brun somebody Brun.
0: That I think Br- is, Brunson, maybe
1: absolutely, yeah, Brunson. Yeah, I
0: like, I, like I think Jalen Brunson also has a real case to for All NBA, which is crazy. Well,
1: well Dame's we going to make one of the for one of the All NBA teams. Like he's going to be one of the six, but is is he going to be one of the two selected for first team that and which he's done once in his career in in uh, eighteen nineteen, the year they made the conference finals.
0: Yes, and right now I'm looking at games played. Dame is currently at fifty five, and Luca is at fifty seven.
1: Okay, so that's, like, the, essentially the same.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, it sounds like Luca's going to continue to miss time uh, mm-hmm. with this uh, hamstring situation. So it doesn't sound like he's going to be back, like, ASAP. So uh, I, I, I think that, yeah, it's pretty even there. And I'm, I'm pulling up SGA right now. SGA's at 59 games. So he's currently on top of the games played right. uh, argument with the, those three.
1: Mm -hmm. uh by the way i'm just 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 on the subject of the lottery and the blazers odds i'm looking this up right now so this is from 2007 the year the blazers won the odin durant lottery Mm -hmm. uh And by the way, speaking of Greg Oden, if you haven't yet, go back and check out my last episode of the podcast with Mirren Fader about the profile that she wrote of Greg Oden recently. The piece is worth your time, and and she was great on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I would recommend going back and listening to that. But anyway, uh, the Blazers had the seventh worst record in the league that year. And this was the old way of the lottery odds where the worst record would get a 25% chance – of the number 1 pick and the second pick, you know, the second worst record would get a 19%. Like it was way more top heavy as far as how it was weighted. The Blazers had a 5.3% chance of getting the first overall pick that year. It's going to be much more evenly weighted because of the new lottery system. If they end up in like even if they let's say they don't catch Orlando. Let's say they don't make up those four games on Orlando. Let's say they end up in sixth like they did last year. I think they have like a eight or a seven point five or something like that percent chance of getting the number one pick. That's and a thirty percent chance of moving into the top four. That's not terrible.
0: I'm looking at it right now, Sean. Yeah. I'm on tankathon.com. The mm-hmm. sixth position in the lottery has nine percent odds at the number one pick and thirty-seven point two percent chance of getting into the top four seventh it's 7.5 and 31.9 and then eighth is still a six percent chance and a 26 percent chance of getting into the top four so
1: all shot
0: they've got they've got yeah the range in which they're in seems to indicate that i mean it also i mean i will say they're in it's it's a little bit like the playoff race was for a lot of the season like if they go on a little win streak or, you know, someone else goes on a little win streak, that could change a lot of things because Indiana, Washington, and Chicago basically all have the same record as Portland right now.
1: That Chicago game next week is going to be big. Yeah. You, you know, because of the potential tiebreaker scenarios. If there's, if there's any game on the, I don't, I don't. Like to advocate for any team to purposely lose games, but if there's one that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to lose, it. Would, I mean, the Knicks game the other night was one of them, just because the Knicks have, you know, because the Blazers have the Knicks draft pick if they make the playoffs, which is look like they're going to. Yeah. But the Bulls having the standings, the full standings tiebreaker, because they've already won the, the the Bulls already beat the Blazers the first time they played a couple months ago. So, if they're 2-0 and in the season series, if they finish with the same record, the Bulls technically finish with a better record, which means the Blazers would be ahead of them in the lottery standing. So, that one, it would make sense to – maybe maybe that one, Dame's calf flares up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also, that one's on a road trip. Uh, I believe it's the first game of a road trip, so
1: – No, uh, the Bulls game's at home.
0: Oh, it is. Oh, never mind. My bad. Sorry. I, yeah. I, I misread that. Yeah, Bulls game is the first game of a home stand, so mm-hmm. – um. And it seems like the NBA is also like, if you're going to miss a game, probably better to miss it at home. It right. Does because seem, just...
1: your fans have more of a chance to see your star players.
0: Yeah. So I think for the entertainment purposes, uh, argument too, it's like, it's like, it makes the most sense to, to have him sit out that game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch Dame finish the rest of the season. It's been fun to watch him. It's been the most fun thing about the team. And, uh, we're incredibly lucky still to watch Dame play every night. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, I know it's cliche, um, but he just kicks so much ass every night. If, I mean, like, goes out there 38, like, without, you know, like, like, it, it was just like, nor, it was just like normal. I, as, as, as we would say in my house, it was pan de cada día. It's just like, it's just like, it was like he just does that stuff. And it's just like, it's so dope. And, I think it'll be fun to watch him play against the Celtics and like some good teams that have playoff aspirations. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's not, you know, anything meaningful for this season, it'd still be cool to have him go up against, you know, some of these great teams like the Celtics and, you know, whatever you think about the Clippers, like they still have, you know, they're They're going to have their
1: guys as far as I know. Yeah. They're
0: they're still contender status. And, you know, Russell Westbrook hasn't like, you know, the sky is not falling now that Russell Westbrook is on the Clippers, like a lot of people, like I said, <laughs> it would, um, they're good. They're, they're fine. I mean, they, they had that great win the other day against the, the Warriors and, uh, they're, they still have, uh, championship aspirations on their mind. So, uh, a great opportunity. This, you know, these next two dames to just dames, these next two games. So it's a Freudian to, slip there. Yeah. Yeah. To see Dame against two really great teams, uh, if you want to take a break from college basketball, which is, you know, I I think, I think most people right now, to be honest with you, like most people, unless they have like season tickets are probably watching college basketball over the Blazers right now.
1: Yeah. What, what are you, so outside of seeing Dane go for the scoring title and seeing him keep doing what he does for however much longer he's in the lineup. What, if you're watching the Blazers, what else are you watching for?
0: um i really want some john butler jr minutes
1: <laughs> i don't know if that's happening but
0: i really want some john butler jr minutes like that is something i i want i'm watching for because i want to see it um i would love to see you know is it, still a good opportunity to see what you have in in reddish and in in, in tyble and i think you know he is a restricted free agent so like it's kind of a you know it would be good to see like what you have in reddish and also like see what you would be willing to pay in free right. agency or not pay um so I, I think that's interesting and and i you know i'd like to see more jabari walker if we could uh just because he you know has played sparingly but i'd i'd love to see more of him i mean i mean obviously I think Trenton Watford is, is more in that rotation spot. So I think as long as they're going to be putting their best guys out there, I don't expect to see Jabari much, but um, yeah, I mean, those, those are kind of things that I'd like to see. I mean, obviously the the injuries have kind of killed some of the depth um, throughout the season, but uh, yeah, other than Dame, I, and also I'd like to see Ant, you know, um, get some games under his belt again and just get back to, what he was doing, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like they finished the season strong. Cause you know, he was having a really big season and he just, you know, he got hurt. And so uh you just hope that he can finish strong and finish the season healthy. I think um I know Jeremy has struggled with his shot a little bit. I'm not really worried no. about it. So um if they, if, if you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think Jeremy's Jeremy has shown, to me his true colors this season. And I, I know who Jeremy, I'm not like, I don't think I'm, I'm missing any like Jeremy Grant tape or anything and like <laughs> misunderstanding like what he brings to right. the table. Like, I think we know that I, I'd love to see Ant get back to, you know, what he was doing. And also I'd love to see some of those younger guys get some more PT because uh, in the system and, and even with guys like, like Dame, like, 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 let some of these younger guys play with the talent. Like, I I think that is something that we don't ever really get to see. It's usually like, you know, they play in summer league and then they're, they're on their own and they're, you know, they're kind of being showcased as like the guy, but like to make it on the real team, they're not going to be the guy. So like, I think it would be worthwhile to give some of those guys some run with actual good players, actual like NBA caliber rotation players. Um, and, and that that's something i'd like to see but obviously you know the coaching staff and, and the front office are gonna have their own priorities
1: what do you make of Shaden sharp's role and his minutes at this point he only played seven minutes against the knicks the other night he's been kind of in that 18 19 20 range most of the season but he only And i'm actually looking at his game logs right now that uh he played seven and a half minutes. That was the only time he's ever played single-digit minutes this season. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. think we had so much other stuff going on that night that I didn't ask Chauncey what it was about. I'll probably ask him before the game tonight. But what do you kind of make of the way he's been de-emphasized a little bit uh, recently?
0: I mean, it just doesn't. I mean, it to me, it. it he needs to play like 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 he needs to have that same role and what i make of it is that ant is back
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it seems like the you know they, they were starting reddish and tybal over sharp so they're still trying so those guys in to me how i see it those guys are ahead of sharp in the wing rotation so because those guys have been demoted from the starting lineup to the bench sharp is getting less minutes but Sharp should be priority number one in terms of bench minutes, and his role should never change, in my opinion. Like, I, I totally understand like where they were at with starting Tease and starting Reddish, but you've been doing this development plan all year, basically, with Sharp, where you're playing him these minutes. You still need to keep developing him, and even though he's not a free agent next year like uh, Reddish is, you'd still like to continue to give him development time so that when, you know, next year comes around, he's ready to contribute at a higher level. And he's a more consistent player than the one that we saw most of the season who struggled defensively, who made mistakes. And, you know, his actually his on court plus minus has steadily been improving all season long. And I just think that he needs more of that. I think he needs more of that time. And I, I think it's, it's, it's just a little too much tinkering. It's just it, to me with, with the lineups and, uh and, and that back half of the rotation, like Shaden's been comfortable in that spot all year. And I don't understand why they have to change it now, I guess is where I'm at.
1: Chauncey said something interesting a couple months ago that, playing young guys and developing them is all well and good until you're trying to win games. And I kind of feel like now that they are like, I mean, like you said earlier, we've been talking all year about how, oh, they're really up against it now. And this next two weeks is going to decide it one way or the other. They're really up against it now. And mm-hmm. I I think because they basically have to win probably four out of the next five games to keep you know their chances of even making the play in alive which I don't think is going to happen but they're still in the mindset of that's what they're trying to do and so Chauncey is going to play the guys that he thinks give him the best chance to win this game that we have in front of us right now and not worry about developing I think that's I haven't asked him that I'm going to probably ask him that tonight but I if I had to guess I think that's probably his mindset is Let's figure out. Let's 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 try to win these games and figure out what you know whether we're gonna be in the play in or not. And then maybe towards the end of the season, the last two weeks, once we know one way or the other, we'll you know give Shade and back kind of his normal role and, and you know see where he's at. That, that 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 that's just my guess as to where things are at. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know where I land on you know that like you said that much tinkering. But if I had to guess, just given what I know about Chauncey and you know the way he approaches this stuff, I would ha- I would guess that that's probably where he's at right now.
0: Yeah, it, it makes sense. It he he I think that's why Hart started so many games when he was here. He defaults to vets and the Blazers don't have a lot of them, so he's going with the ones that he does have. Even though, you know, by your normal NBA standards, Matisse Tybell and Cam Reddish are not really like they don't I don't see them as vets just because they're so young. Right. But but they relative to Shaden and Sharp and the rest of this team, which is, you know, is it the youngest roster in the league? It's like right. It's a, It's up there for one of the youngest. James is the, in the only
1: year. over thirty guy on the team.
0: Yeah, so I, I I get it from his perspective. Um, on that front, uh, I just, you know, it is a little bit of a frustration to not see Shaden, but, you know, they have two guys that are wings that were already playing ahead of him, uh, before Ant came back. So, uh, it, it I I get. It, it just it makes logical sense why they are doing it um, from their perspective, even though even if necessarily I don't necessarily agree with not playing Shaden uh, his minutes. But uh, man, I yeah I I'm looking forward to you know we'll we'll know one way or another whether they're in it or not, uh, and and we'll hopefully have like some kind of verdict. But uh, I, I'm personally thankful that uh, there's a lot of good college
1: basketball on right now. <laughs> What has your impressions been of Reddish for the first month that he's been in Portland?
0: You know, he's, he's been good. He's been fine. I mean, it hasn't been great. I haven't been like blown away. And I think some of his like, you know, I, I, sometimes I think his uh, recognition is just needs to improve, but I, I think, you know, he's got a ton of talent. He's got good feel for the game. Uh, I've been impressed with some of his, his cuts um, off the ball, that I, I I have enjoyed and, and, you know, and he has the size and the length to be a good defender and he can defend well sometimes, you know, but I think it's kind of a, it's, it's not really Cam It's is not the only one that's not like, you know, running out to the three point line. A lot of times, I feel like that's one of the things the Blazers do a lot that I don't see a lot of other teams do as much as like guys are like three point shooters. And sometimes they just will not chase them out there. And it's like, guys, this is, it's 2023. Pretty much everybody can shoot a three. Like, um, but I don't think Cam, Red- Cam Reddish – Cam is not the only one that does that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's he's very solid, uh, and I think that he's got a lot of talent. I, I just don't know if I, – I, I don't really know what his – I don't necessarily see him as, like, a future starter for this team, though. And And I think –
1: Starter no rotation player yes I, I i do think he'll be back next year i think i think they i think they've seen enough that they feel like he can be a solid you know seventh or eighth man at the very least and it probably won't cost that much to resign him so i, I think he'll be back which you know that that's a conversation we'll have
0: yeah after the I th- season I...
1: but like i think i think they've seen enough that they feel like they 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 they, they like enough of what they've seen of him that i think he's going to be a part of the team going forward
0: Right, and I get you know the also like the perspective of like Chauncey, like he was a draft pick who also like was a high lottery pick and had to move around and got yeah. traded a bunch. Like I get, like I get that, and so like I understand that he's coming at it from a different place than than we are about like shading and stuff like that. So I, I get why he's pour- why they're pouring a lot more into a lot more time right now on the playing time front. Into reddish than they are over sharp. Even if I'm not, even if that's not what I want to see right now, as as, as someone who's just wanting to watch more Shaden because it's fun. But I'm, I'm, you know, I get it. And again, it's it's the contract thing. It's the fact that he's a free agent. Like that to me, I think if maybe if all things were all things were equal and he wasn't a free agent, I I would love to see that world. But we don't live in that.
1: I would be really interested to see how the minutes distribution at those wing spots would go if Nasir Little hadn't signed that extension already, because I almost wonder if he's getting a little bit of the short end of the stick in some of this. You know, these rotations. I I had kind of thought that you know once they traded away Josh, like the obvious thing to do would have been to start Nas, who you know he's been he's been he's been up and down, especially defensively. But I mean, I think he's had enough good moments and good games that I you know. I think he should be playing more than he is, but he kind of is, you know, like you said, they have to figure out how much they want to pay Reddish and Theibel. And so they want to give them those reps and Nas just because he kind of already got his contract and they know they've got him at a certain number already next year. Like he's just kind of the odd man out in that kind of discussion right now, which I think is a little bit unfair to him, but you kind of understand why they're doing it.
0: Yeah, I feel really bad for Nas. I think when I went on Dirt and Sprague uh, right after the All Star break, I was like, I I was like, I was like, I don't know, I was like killing Chauncey. I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't know what Chauncey has against this year, little blah, blah blah. But I think you're right. It's just, it's a bigger organizational thing. I think at this point that it's they need to figure out what they've got in these other guys because they know what they have in Nas and they know what they have in Shaden and those guys are going to be part of the team next year, but. In terms of setting the market, setting next year's roster, which is, you know, the most important. Setting next year's roster is the existential task of this Blazers front office and Dame's career at this yes. point. So it's like, like I, so if we zoom out all of the, from where they started the season and the struggles that they've had and, and everything within the context of it they're still they're doing their due diligence because they have right they have prioritized next season as the season that they can actually take actions to build the team that they say they envision building
1: yep and we're going to get into some of that uh, you know over the course of the off season eric i think the next time you and i are going to do this just Just looking ahead at the schedule, I think the next time you and I are going to do this is probably next month after the season is over. And what we're going to do is we're going to go back because we made we (laughs) made our preseason predictions in October. And some of them we got right and some of them we got wrong. So we're going to go back at that point and go back over those and kind of, you know, take some victory laps, take some L's, if you will
0: yes on some of those so i
1: think i think that i'm 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 kind of looking forward to doing that because there was some stuff we pegged right and there were some stuff that you know i think i think you said they were gonna hit the over on the 40 wins oh yeah i don't i don't think that one's gonna happen
0: oh yeah oh yeah my my uh my playoff they're gonna make the playoffs plus 210 future before the season
1: i don't think that That, one i don't think i
0: don't think that one's gonna (laughs) hit um dame for mvp with while while probably closer closer than the other bets
1: that was a vibes pick though anyway
0: yeah of course and, and guess what we're gonna do it again next year oh it's hell not yes. about? it's not about the financial uh we, when you're betting on your favorite team to win the championship you have to realize that financial responsibility is no longer a talking point for you if if you if that's what you're doing it's not it's not it's just you're doing it for the vibes
1: that's why the Knicks and the Lakers always have really short. I, I'm not. I'm not a betting expert. I personally don't bet on the NBA or bet on sports or anything like that. But I do keep up. I, I, I pay attention to it because I think it's an interesting way to kind of see like what the public thinks is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Every. I feel like every year, like the Knicks and the Lakers, and this is like back when the Knicks were terrible. Like the, Like the Knicks are decent now. Like betting on them to win the championship isn't like insane. Now, but back in those, you know, those, those last 10 years when they were terrible, uh, they would always have like among the lowest, like the highest odds of of winning a championship just because they were getting so many bets because so many Knicks fans were being like, oh yeah, I'm going to throw a bet on the Knicks to win the championship. That's just kind of what the game is.
0: Totally. And, 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 and yeah, because those teams have fans. It's the same thing in football with Dallas Cowboys, uh, even when they're not good they still get lots of bets for the super bowl because there's a lot of fans of those teams and when you're a fan of a team or whatever you just you just do that people just do that and so um yeah it's a whole thing but yeah it, it definitely always affects the odds for the lakers and the knicks like i i mean i remember when uh i i thought it was good the year that they uh when the Lakers won the championship in the bubble. And I bet this before in 2019, like I bet them early in the season. Cause I remember I watched them play. I think they played San Antonio. And I remember like Dwight Howard was just like monster on the boards. And I was like, Oh, these guys just beat people up. They're going to win. And I, but the odds weren't even that good. Cause it was this, it was the Lakers. Like, like it was like if they had been any other team wearing that, like across their chest, it probably would have been way higher odds than they actually were but um yeah and i think i think golden state's also in that zone too probably now
1: yeah yeah i think so i'm i'm going to be curious to see how it plays out and i'm honestly kind of looking forward to being able to just watch the playoffs and not have to be you know consumed with oh the team that i cover is in this series i have to deal with this matchup or i have to think about this matchup and this is this is what i'm going to be like i'm excited to just be able to watch most of the playoffs just as a spectator and not at like as much as, you know, it's disappointing for the Blazers that they didn't make the—, the I, I say they didn't make the playoffs, like they've been eliminated, but, you know, I think we they They're all probably not agree going to. Agree that they're, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to end up making the playoffs. And, like, maybe there's an outside chance they still sneak into the play-in, but at this point, I don't see—even if even if they get 9 or 10, I don't see them winning two games to get into the playoffs. I don't think that when the actual playoffs start, they will be playing in a 1-8 or a 2-7 matchup, is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. And so I'm kind of excited to just watch all of those series from the couch and just, like, enjoy them and, you know, maybe write about them, maybe have, you know, thoughts on them, but not have to have thoughts on them if I don't want to because it's not involving the team that I cover.
0: Well, yeah, and you and I can go to establishments and, and watch the games and, and not have to be online. Yes. Which is also also good. So, uh, yeah, but... um yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm looking forward to resolution on where we are on yeah. this on this blazer season. That that I can definitely say. <laughs> yeah,
1: Eric, thanks for doing this as always. Of course.